2: Live
3: from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative
4: Commentary from Todd Star. That's
2: us, that's right. I love this American ride.
1: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Very happy to have you with us today. And it is great to be back. You know, a huge thank you to Jeff Stein, I was going to send him uh, one of those little um, those fruit flower arrangements, but I don't know, maybe uh, maybe a bottle of, of wine or something, Might be, um, or maybe a smoked pork bun. Uh, he really um, pulled my fat out of the fire last week, and we appreciate our friend uh, Jeff Stein from radio station KXEL filling in and uh, just did a terrific job so it is a good to be back with you thank you for all the kind words and the cards and the uh the the prayers uh it is nice to be back uh, with you and I will say thank the good Lord for legal narcotics i i I'll, I'll tell you what I was feeling mighty even though I was feeling mighty bad uh, last week I was feeling mighty good if you know what I mean all right we have got we have got all-star coverage uh, coming at you today a lot happening of course the Iowa caucus uh happening uh, later this evening and we are going to bring you uh live interviews uh get this folks just running down our guest list today a trump spokesperson liz harrington's going to be here um knox county mayor glenn jacobs if you're a big wwe fan uh you know him as kane he is in iowa he's a big trump guy uh governor scott walker is in iowa and um, a little bit later on we're going to be checking in with our friend Caleb Park, Newsmax correspondent. He is boots on the ground in uh, in Iowa. They had him out yesterday. minus 30 degrees. Unbelievable uh, that uh, he was doing these reports. Uh, by the way, did you see the um, did you see the big game over the weekend? The uh, Kansas City Chiefs game. What I found fascinating was Andy Reid's mustache. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, First of all, uh, shame on the NFL for forcing everybody. I'm getting off on a tangent, I know. But shame on the NFL for forcing everybody to get a subscription to that Peacock. Now, I thought I had Peacock, uh, which I I do on my Apple TV. So I go over and I'm going to watch the game. And I have this uh, basic subscription. But that's not good enough if you want to watch the NFL game. And apparently they had record numbers of you people that actually shelled out money to watch this game. Um, but uh, you had to buy a premium subscription if you wanted to watch the uh, the, the, the uh, NFL game. Bonkers crazy. Anyway, Andy Reid's uh, mustache froze. I think he actually won the game. He won the playoff game. His mustache won the game. Anyway, we've got the video over at uh, Todd Stearns on the social medias, uh, so you got to get you got to go check that out. The social media platforms. All right, if you want to call in today, you got to write down our telephone number. And by the way, um, I will say this: the question we're going to start out with, a very simple one. Who do you think is going to pull it off tonight? Who do you think is going to be the big winner? More importantly, who do you think is going to be the big loser? Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Yeah, I'm still yes, yes, Alan, I'm still a little congested, but it's okay. I'm I'm getting better. That's the hope, at least I have a voice. By the way, Dylan is out. Uh you know when he's not working the board here, um he is um a member of he's a leader in in a group called Young Life. And so anyway, the Young Life kids are out in a retreat and uh, God bless young life for um, you know putting the lives of those kids uh, in his hands 901 um 9012605926 is our number that's 9012605926 so uh we're going be getting to we're going to be getting to your calls uh, throughout the day winner and loser who do you think the big loser is going to be uh in the um, in the Iowa caucus or caueye tonight? Now, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt about Vivek Ramaswamy, and I have a couple of theories here. Now, as you know on this program, I have never been a big fan of Vivek Ramaswamy. Look, I think he's he sounds like a great guy. He's got a, a terrific story, beautiful family, been very successful. He's a billionaire, and he's a young guy. But my concern about Vivek is I, I don't see the track record yet. I mean, he says all the right things. Don't get me wrong. He does, but... But there's not the track record. And for me, I want to see a track record. I want to see where you have been a defender of the Constitution. I want to see where you've been standing up and you've been defending conservative values and principles. And I, I just haven't seen that with that guy. From day one, I told you that. That's not to say that he hasn't done some good stuff. As a matter of fact, I think he's really done a fine job out there on the campaign trail uh, confronting these protesters and... And, and showing next generation Republican candidates, here's how you handle these, these, uh, these yahoos. And we're going to play some of that audio in just a little while. But over the weekend, there was a falling out between Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy. And everybody's saying that, oh, well, was it Ducey? Ducey was on Fox News this morning, and he was saying, oh, well, uh, Trump threw you under the bus. Well, Trump didn't do anything. And again, this goes back to a very simple simple rule that Donald John Trump lives by. It's sort of the Trump golden rule. And it's a very simple rule, ladies and gentlemen. You do to me, I'm going to do it to you worse. I mean, that's that's the golden rule, the Trump golden rule. You do it to me, I will do it to you worse. In other words, Trump will be a loyal guy. And if you remember, going back, go back to 2016, the presidential primary in 2016. I mean, he came up with some brutal nicknames, right? Uh, Lion Ted, remember that? Remember Jeb, low energy Jeb? Um, remember, what did he call Rubio? Oh, Rubio had the sweating problem. <laughs> it happens. It's genetic. What are you going to do? But look, I mean, but the, the thing about Trump and his nicknames is that they're always spot on. But why did Trump go after those guys? Why Why didn't he go after somebody like a Mike Huckabee or a Dr. Ben Carson? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because those guys never went after Trump. They ran their race. They ran great campaigns. They didn't disparage Donald Trump. And as a result, Trump gave them a pass. But if you're going to go out there and you're going to – and as Vivek Ramaswamy did over the weekend, you're going to take a photograph with a bunch of supporters – Wearing um, offensive Trump T-shirts, then yeah, Donald Trump's coming after you, and he's going to come after you hard. So this was a this was a tactical mistake on the part of Vivek Ramaswamy. That being said, that being said, and I, I mentioned this last week before the um, before the illness. Watch his numbers. Watch Vivek Ramaswamy's numbers. The guy's been busting his butt out there in Iowa. And, and the people in the heartland, I think they appreciate that. They respect that. And I would not be surprised if Ramaswamy actually does pretty good tonight. But uh, the latest Des Moines Register poll out, it's it's Donald Trump in, in a landslide. And Nikki Haley now in second place and Ron DeSantis falling to a third place. And then you've got Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, we could have a situation here where... DeSantis comes in, you know, last place in, in Iowa. And at that point, what do you do? So anyway, we've got a lot of ground to cover here, and uh, we're going to be getting to your calls as well. Uh, Donald Trump is uh, looking he's – in, he's in great shape, looking good. There was something, though, that just sort of uh, caught my eye, and I wanted to share this with you. I'm not – I, I'm not willing to, I, I've been making some calls to to folks within the campaigns to find out who these people are, and we will find out, if this is a true story, we will find out who these people are. Ron DeSantis yesterday gave an interview with ABC News, and in this interview with ABC News, he said that uh, there are people out there that, um, elected officials, who are, privately supporting him in the caucus race and in the primary races. And he said they're doing this privately, but publicly, these same elected officials have endorsed Donald Trump. So in other words, they're telling the people and they're telling President Trump, I'm a I'm a, an America first conservative. And then they turn around, but they're secretly voting for for Ron DeSantis. Now, I, I'm just going to assume this is true because I be, it's believable, right? It's believable. But if this is true, it explains everything—everything everything that is wrong with the Republican Party right now. Lawmakers telling voters one thing to get elected, and they do another when they get the job. It's, folks, the problem with the Republican Party is not Donald Trump. He is the solution. As a matter of fact, the problem is the candidates who lie to the voters and then stab them in the back. But I, I and again, I don't know who these lawmakers are. We're going to find out who they are. But my question to Ron DeSantis is this: Boots, what are you thinking here? Come on, do you really want their support? How does How does Boots know that they haven't said the same thing? Maybe Maybe their secret closet Nikki Haley supporters or Ramaswamy supporters. You can't trust these people. They're snakes. They're vile snakes. So, look, here's the deal. If you don't want to support Donald Trump, just man up about it. Be honest about it with the voters, right? Don't don't take the coward's way out. I mean, this is incredibly shameful. Now, look, um, there have been some talk radio hosts out there, and they've been in the industry trades, and you can go read it for yourself. I don't want to give these people any... Um, attention, and I don't want to give them any credit or whatever, but many of them are Ron DeSantis. As a matter of fact, in this noon to three slot, um, I am one of the few people who is a Trump supporter. One of the few. I'm not saying I'm the only one. I'm just one of the handful, but a lot of the talk radio hosts out there are are either publicly supporting DeSantis or they are um, supporting Um, or they're quietly supporting DeSantis. Now, these are influencers. And you might remember this story, and you can Google it. Uh, There was a gathering that was hosted and paid for by Ron DeSantis, and a lot of these um, conservative influencers were invited to a private gathering at a Four Seasons hotel. Now, I've stayed at Four Seasons. It's a beautiful hotel. But I will say this. Um, if I had been invited, I would have paid my own way. If I wanted to stay at the Four Seasons, I would pay for my hotel stay. Because once you allow someone to pay for your food or your um, or you your hotel room, you become you become connected to that person. You know when I when I interviewed Donald Trump and we've had President Trump on this program, uh, gosh, at least a half a dozen times, When he invited me to come down and and we interviewed him for the book, I flew down to Mar-a-Lago on my own time. I Ubered over there with my own Uber money. He offered me a diet Coca-Cola, but I was very honest and open about that. But that that delicious, refreshing Coca-Cola in an actual real bottle, by the way, that was poured into a beautiful crystal glass. uh, It was delicious, but it did not influence what I was writing about Donald Trump. But anyway, they uh, they had this uh, gathering of the influencers, or they call them social media influencers. And um, I'm not one of that group. And you know why? Because I'm not cool. I'm not – in their minds, people like me are not cool. They're not young. They're not hip. They're not with it. And we're irrelevant. They actually think that, that, that shows like this are irrelevant. And th- I think they do so at their own peril when they had that sort of mentality, that sort of attitude. Because we have well over a million followers on our social media platforms. We also have something that the others don't have, which is a powerful newsletter list. 280,000 subscribers to our newsletter. So we have a mighty big voice here. We have a mighty large radio audience. And you know what? I don't aspire to be that cool hip. That's not what we do here although we are cool and we are hip in our own way. But I will say this, that you got to be careful. And and these talk radio hosts are going to learn a very important lesson that that one day their audience is going to turn on them. Because, you see, the most important thing when you're doing talk radio or you're a, a political pundit or you're a candidate is authenticity. Now, I've been doing this a very long time. And the Todd Stearns you listen to on the radio is the same Todd Stearns that you get in person. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Otherwise, it would be a horrible job to have, right? Because we don't play make-believe. And that's the thing. There are a lot of people in this business and a lot of people in the conservative movement now. They are grifters. They are make-believe conservatives. And I know it's very hard for you, but you have a job to do as a consumer of conservative news and information to make sure that you are getting all the right news and information. And that's why we fact check everything. The everything. And and sometimes we triple source our information because we want to make sure when we're sharing a story with you that you're getting the right information. All right, enough of that. We got to take a break. Our phone lines are open 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. This is the Todd Stern Show. Let's uh, go to the phone lines, 901-260-5926. Your predictions, winner and loser tonight. Let's go to Jackson, Tennessee. Robert is listening to us on our great affiliate, WTJS. Hi, Robert. What say you?
5: Well, for one, I'm glad you're off your bed of affliction, and
1: it's a beautiful
5: day the Lord has made, but uh, I think Trump will, will be a large, and I think the DeSantis the is going to pack his bags. I I watched DeSantis on Fox Sunday. He's not presidential as the Democrats was. So you know, he just... He needs to stay in Florida and fix Florida as best he can. He does not impress me. Nikki Haley is a rhino, so I don't know if she's the establishment Republican candidate or if it's DeSantis, but uh, we the voters don't want establishment nothing. We want, we want Trump. I'm going to vote Trump. I'll vote for Trump. He's sitting in jail.
1: Robert, I, I suspect a lot of people... Let me jump in here for a second. I Look. Ron DeSantis is a conservative. And I am you know I do believe that he could have been the the standard bearer for the whole America First movement after Trump. But the guy's too thin-skinned. He and he, he has absolutely no people skills. And you got to have people skills. You got to have them if you're going to be out on the campaign trail. But I with Nikki Haley you're right she is the she's the rhino candidate.
5: Yeah. But but I'm, I'm sorry, and look, DeSantis reminds me when he's interviewing of Sayer Palin. I mean, you know, the, and the media will eat him alive. He he just, I don't know. He just doesn't you know, elude strength and wisdom.
6: And um, I'm sure he's yes. a great
5: guy.
1: Oh, no doubt. Look, I have no doubt about that. And right now, you're in the throes of politics, so you're going to be. Everybody's calling everybody names. I get that. But but again, he's just he's not the guy. And I am glad we figured this out now so we can figure out who that candidate is going to be in uh, 2028, because that won't be Trump. It'll be somebody else. And we got to figure out who that somebody is. I have a question for, for, for you, Buck. Real quick. We've got 10
5: seconds. Okay. here. OK, am I right or wrong? It seems to me that Democrats are terrified of Trump. Am I right or am I wrong?
1: they're not terrified Robert they're horrified and terrified they're freaking out and I mean we're going to get to that NBC report they're actually trying to figure out a way to stage a coup against Trump again all right uh 901-260-5926 our number we'll be right back folks You know, you got all of these um, folks out there in Iowa, the reporters and everybody, and uh, they, they stick them out in the, uh, you know, 30 below zero uh, to file their reports. All the locals are at home, right, in front of a fire. And uh, they oh, well, we don't know. The, the weather's going to cause everybody to stay home. Nobody's going to come out until they need to cancel the cauckeye. Well, folks, let's let's have a little bit of a reality check. It's Iowa. It's like this every winter. It's not like it just suddenly gets cold during caulk ice season. It, this, is, this is normal for them. And, I mean, if you're a reporter based in, I don't know, Florida or Texas, you know what? Buy, go buy a coat and get some gloves. But this is like normal weather for them. You know what's not normal weather is what's happening in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, and and, quite frankly, the rest of the state. The South is officially closed for the next few days. I, I don't mean to speak for all of my fellow Southerners, but uh, we don't do we don't do ice and snow very well, and we've got about I don't know four or five inches of snow out there. On the, it's still coming down. I I drove here this morning. I, you know, one of the things that uh, I appreciate about uh, living in New York City and then covering uh, politics in Iowa and New Hampshire is you learn how to drive in snow. And if you just go slow and don't slam on your brakes, you're going to get to where you're going. I saw some moron driving 50 miles an hour. They don't treat this. They don't treat the streets here. So they say they do, but they don't. And so I mean, it's literally um, a layer of ice and snow, and then more ice, and it's a mess. So you've got to drive slow. Some moron ended up one of these giant SUVs. And uh, zooming past everybody, spun out and ended up in a ditch. I wanted to roll down the window, but unfortunately my window was frozen solid. But I wanted to say, hey, you can't park there, pal. (laughs) Just keep on going. You can't stop. Right? You can't stop. That's the whole point. Anyway, uh, the weather report for you people listening to us in um, Memphis and Chattanooga and all of our other great affiliates, Jackson, Tennessee. It's cold out there.
4: The weather today has been brought to you by John F. Carey. John, it's really getting cold out here. Oh, sorry, Al. I, uh, I must've turned it down too much.
1: All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Paul Shanklin working in our meteorological department today here at the Todd Stearns radio program. Uh, before we get back to the phones here, I've got to share this story with you. This is not a Babylon B story, folks. um, Peewee football could soon be outlawed in California. I am not making this up. So uh, lawmakers are advancing a bill. You know, California, controlled by the Democrats, uh, they are advancing a bill that would ban tackle football for kids under 12 years old. They say that uh, peewee football is too dangerous and puts little boys at risk for head injuries. Now, there, there's an effort to save football, and, and they're saying this is nonsense. You might remember Rush Limbaugh once addressed all of this. He called it the chickification of football. Remember that it was uh, oh, five, six, seven years ago that Limbaugh. And I want to read what Limbaugh said at the time because it is very appropriate um, uh, to what's happening to what's happening here. Uh, he says we're feminizing football. By the way, did you see all the crowd dancing to Taylor Swift at the Kansas City Chiefs game? Jeez, hello. Uh, Limbaugh says it's a man's game. And if we keep feminizing this game, we're, we're going to ruin it. If we keep chickifying the game, we're going to ruin it. It's going to become something it was never intended to be. And so many men now executives in the league and sports drive-bys are in a race to see who can be the most politically correct feminized guy. It's comical to watch this. Now he said this back in 2014, here we are 10 years later. And so they want to replace tackle football with flag football which is not a which is not a real sport so and the reason why they're doing tag or the uh, the, the tag football or flag football is because girls can play against the boys because you're not allowed to be rough and tumble but as one mom pointed out sometimes it's even more dangerous to play flag football than it is to play regular football so what's going on here? I I I sincerely believe that Russia's is correct on this. They know. Look, the feminazis know that there's no way that women can compete against men in football. No way. What's otherwise? You. you well, what about the kickers, Todd? What about the kickers? They're female kickers, Todd. You misogynist. Okay, let's. Fine. You yes, kickers. They have female kickers. But what about the linemen? When was the last time you saw large Marge out there as a defensive tackle? You're not going to see it. You could put Medea out there and it wouldn't work. I'm just telling you. I'm being honest with you, folks. So I, I, just think about this. This this goes back to the wussification of boys in America. That's what this is all about. I mean, football is an American sport. By the way, I was searching Shutterstock for, for photos and I typed in youth football, I got thousands of pictures of soccer. What's up with that? I'm telling you, soccer is going to kill the nation. But I want to go back to my childhood. And I'm wondering if there's anybody out there who had this experience. Go back to the 70s and 80s. You know, we survived childhood. Our parents would throw us in the back of a pickup truck. They'd be driving 55 miles an hour down the highway, and you'd have a truckload full of kids. Nobody was wearing a seatbelt. We all seem to survive that. Or what about the playgrounds where you had you, – they didn't have the lovely little plastic slides. Remember the slides? We had those metal slides, and in the summertime, it was like 400 degrees, and you were sliding down, and you were burning your legs? Or the uh, rusted-out merry-go-rounds? Alan, I know this is hard to believe, but back in the day, we would actually put all these kids on the merry-go-round, and you would get the biggest – well, you would get large marge, and because she was, you know, big – and and large, muscular, and and Marge would would push the merry-go-round, and you go around and around and around faster and faster, like you are at NASA in one of their uh, training facilities. And the last person who was able to hold on to the rusted-out merry-go-round was the winner. And then we, when we played, when we played football as kids, we would play on gravel lots. And when you got scrapes or your knees got bloodied up, guess what happened? You would go home and your mom would rub dirt on your wounds, and then she would send you right back outside to play, and she would say, Don't come home until the, the street lights come on. That, that's how we grew up. And you know what? I think we thrived as a nation. We did a our generation, we did pretty darn good. Except for tab. Our moms used to drink tab all the time. I never understood that. <sighs> Oh, yeah, and they had the uh, diet candy, AIDS. Remember that? Everybody had AIDS back in the day. It was chocolate candy with caramel on the inside. It was weight loss. Very tragically named. I think the marketing company is no longer in business. It's terrible. All right, so look, here's the deal. So instead of banning peewee football, maybe the folks in California ought to consider the national implications here of raising a generation of perpetually wounded snowflakes. Maybe that's what we need to be talking about. All right, 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to Maryland. Michael listening to us on our great affiliate in Baltimore, WCBM. Hi, Michael. What's on your mind today?
7: Hi, Todd. I wanted to tell you uh, my prediction is uh, President Trump will win tonight with uh, more than 50% of the vote. Uh, Ron DeSantis uh, will drop out tonight or tomorrow morning and begrudgingly back uh, President Trump.
1: So if this happens, so you're you're going, you're just going there. So you're saying Trump wins in a landslide. DeSantis drops out tomorrow. If that happens, do you see some reconciliation that could take place here? Or do you think DeSantis is going to bear a grudge?
7: I think if. DeSantis is smart, he will uh, uh, sincerely back President Trump and not do it begrudgingly uh, because it would uh, uh, help his uh, future political career. Uh, He has to uh, whole-throatedly, wholeheartedly endorse President Trump to save his political career.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there, and and I think that's the smart play, Michael. I'm just not sure... I'm not sure that's in in his DNA, and and I hope it is for his sake, because Donald Trump is a forgiving man. I mean, he's – look, in the first run for the White House, in that primary, I supported Rick Perry and then Ted Cruz and then jumped on board the Trump campaign. I've been on board ever since, but there was a time when, you know, the the Trump team was not very happy with me. But you know what? Over time, and I think that's what we're going to have to look at here – I think over time, if DeSantis is willing, Trump would welcome him into the fold.
7: I think so too. I think so too. Uh, DeSantis has to warm up to President Trump.
1: Yes, he does. And by the by the way, and he's got to fire every single campaign advisor he's had. Those people yeah. those people destroyed him. And I mean, ultimately, the 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 buck stops with DeSantis. But that has been the worst-run presidential campaign I've ever seen, and I've been covering uh, politics for 30 years now. So unbelievable. By the way, Michael, great guy running for the U.S. Senate in Maryland. His name is John Teichert. Uh He is a great American patriot, and uh, he'd make a fine fine senator for you guys. Okay, I'll
7: vote for him,
1: Todd. Well, don't vote. No, don't do it just because I said so, Michael. Do your homework and then go and vote for him, but he's a good guy. All right, Michael. God bless. Thanks for hanging out with us today. No, seriously, folks, do your homework, right? I, I make sure you know. I'm always. I'm never going to lead you astray. But ever, but you got to do your homework. That's all I'm telling you. All right. Um, look, New Year here, and uh, folks, I want to recommend Newsmax Plus. By the way, you're going to want Newsmax Plus because their election coverage tonight is going to be unbelievable. That's right. Uh, Newsmax Plus. I subscribe to it. Love it. You can get all of the great shows. Rob Schmidt, Eric Bolling, Greta Van Susteren, even Greg Kelly. Uh, they've got great movies and documentaries and, of course, all the Trump rallies. Over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, Newsmax carried the Trump rally. Fox News did not. And, by, and why would you not cover it? I mean, Fox News had their people there. Doesn't matter. But if you have Newsmax Plus Plus. You're going to be able to watch all of tonight's great election coverage. Over 180,000 people have already signed up, and you can watch Newsmax Plus on your home TV or your phone app. Newsmaxplus.com. It is free to start. All you have to do is go to Newsmaxplus.com and start your free trial today. That's Newsmaxplus.com. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Got a lovely card in the mail um, oh, last week from Joyce, who listens to us. Uh, from Is she from Georgia or North Carolina? Anyway, a very kind card, Miss Joyce. Thank you so much for sending that to us, and uh, don't be don't be a stranger. Uh, let's go to the phones here. William in North Carolina, listening to us on WSIC. William, what's on your mind today?
2: Everything
6: going out there. You're right about the weather to Iowa. You know, they have their usual snow out there, so that shouldn't slow things down too much. But anyway, um, I I don't really care who wins it. Just whoever it is that goes up there to Washington, D.C. stops the mess that's going on down there on the border. And if it happens to be Donald Trump, then so be it. And that seems to be that's the only candidate that we have right now in the game that is willing to do that. And that's the most important thing for me right now is the border. Um, I think if we can get that stopped, that'll stop the bleeding, and then the rest of the problems that we have, we can address. But if we don't get a handle on that border crossing, We've got big, big problems coming ahead. Brother. Well, we're, and,
1: and we're going to jump into more of this, uh, William, in the, uh, in the next hour of the program, but the border is uh, is about to become a very hot-button issue. Uh, it's our understanding that Senator James Langford from Oklahoma has reached a deal with Chuck Schumer, and it's, it's pretty bad. It's, quite frankly, if this goes through, this will be the ultimate betrayal of, of the um, of the voters by the by the Republican Party, and uh, we'll be sharing numbers and information in the next hour. But I'm telling you that we're going to have to light up the phones on Capitol Hill and and just demand that the Senate and the the House do not move forward with this deal. Um, one of the components here: uh, green cards to some fifty thousand illegals every year, and then get this, William every, and this is the Republican deal, every illegal released into the United States gets an immediate work permit.
6: Wow. Well, you know, Title 42, when it expired last year, that just obviously made the excuse for to open up the floodgates even more. It was happening before Title 42 expired, but not as much. So um, I hope Donald Trump gets back up there in Washington, D.C. I'm going to check his name in November for sure regardless if he's in the in the game or not I'm checking his name regardless um, but anyway we got to put something like that back in place title 42 or another law that that stops them unfortunately we cannot take care of ourselves right now Todd let alone anybody else nope. coming
1: across that border. we sure can right now we are housing illegal aliens and luxury hotels in New York City. While military veterans are on the streets homeless, and that is unacceptable here in America. I mean, it's just unacceptable. William got a run. Good call. Let's go to North Carolina. Jeff wants to weigh in on flag football. Hey, Jeff, what you got for us?
8: Well, hey, Todd, I just wanted to say it has a lot to do with the TBI thing, the traumatic brain injuries. So with all the pro football players and the college players, they think that uh, if they – Wait longer, the kids won't have any brain injuries or slow it down progressively through their time playing sports.
1: It seems to me, Jeff, that that you know not teaching the kids how to tackle at a younger age puts them in greater danger for being injured as they get older, and they do start tackling.
8: I'm not arguing with you at all i you know I think that if you want to play a contact sport, that should be an automatic sign that that might happen. but that
1: but why just go after why just go after football though because you can get hurt playing any sort of a
2: sport
8: i actually think football is just kind of like their number one spot right now then they will go into like hockey (laughs) it's gonna move up because tbi is a big issue right now and i think that's what their concerns are
1: Mm. all right jeff how do you feel about it would you let your kid play football
8: no i'm with you i played football and you know what? The way I look at it is, if you get into those sports, you kind of know what you're getting into.
1: I mean, that's it. And and yeah, you're. I mean, look, if you got a good coach, the coaches are going to teach you how to play safely. And there's always going to be accidents. Kids are always going to get a broken arm, broken leg. Those things happen. It goes with the game. But the same thing happens on the basketball court, on the baseball field, as you mentioned, hockey. Jeez, Lou, that's a violent. Talk about a violent sport. Um, even on the golf course, I mean, you just never know when an alligator is going to pop up out of the, um, you know, the water and, and, you know, take out a knee or something. Uh, (laughs) That's it. All right, Jeff, appreciate that call. You got to watch out for the gators on the golf course. I'm just saying. Um, all right, we got to take a break here. Our good friend Cindy Rios is uh, coming up in the next hour, brand new book out. She's going to wait on the Iowa caucus. Also, you're not going to believe this. But you could have a blind midget working at an FCC tower near you at the airport. We're gonna oh, we can't say midget. It's little people. my apologies. 9012605926 is our number. This is the Todd Stern show. You gotta remember that. Little people not midgets.
3: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right. I love this American
2: ride. Todd Starnes.
1: Oh yeah, that's me. Hello everybody, beautiful people of America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. So happy to have you with us today, border-to-border, coast-to-coast, across the Fruited Plain. And uh, right now, here in Memphis, Tennessee, ladies and gentlemen, there is frost on the pork butt. I repeat, there is frost on the pork butt. We have been hit by a winter storm in Memphis. This doesn't happen very often, uh, but uh, we've got four or five inches of snow out there still coming down. Someone just sent me some video. There's there's a guy cross-country skiing down Beale Street honest to goodness, and then last night on the interstate, and this is an only in Memphis situation where, you know, crime is off the charts here. So somebody took the hood of their car, like the, the literally the hood of the car, and they turned it into a slide, and they tied it to the back of a pickup truck, and they were actually sledding behind the pickup truck on Interstate 240 last night during the snowstorm. <sighs> only in memphis and and just a few moments ago somebody said what about the ducks the peabody ducks if you haven't been to uh uh, the peabody hotel the south's grand hotel uh they have ducks in the lobby and they do the duck march they live on the roof of the hotel in a beautiful plantation house but it's okay it's not that kind of a plantation and uh then they they march the ducks down and uh, they they're marching the ducks through the snow this morning it's 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 chaotic here in the city Anyway, great to have you with us. 901 260 5926 is our number. That's 901 260 5926. Happy Caucus Day. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. A great American patriot. She has an incredible new book out. It's coming out in February, but you can pre order it right now God's Velvet Hammer. Oh, I love that title. How an ordinary girl was called to do extraordinary things. We're talking to our great friend from American Family Association, Sandy Rios. Sandy, hope you're doing well.
9: I'm doing great, Todd. I, I have to say that you're talking to a Chicagoan, so no crocodile tears for you in Memphis for a little, little snow, a little cold. You guys have to toughen up down there,
1: Sandy. We can't do it. We have air conditioning. That's you know, once we got air conditioning, <laughs> it was all downhill from there. <laughs>
9: I think that's true everywhere. Heat and air conditioning, and we, we don't know how, what it's like to be hungry or cold. So
1: I had anyway, no idea you West were from Chicago. You know I had no idea you were from Chicago.
9: Well, I wasn't born there, but I spent uh, many many years there. I was on you know drive time in Chicago radio. I raised my kids in Wheaton for twenty years, and so yeah, I mean Chicago's home for me. My husband's from Chicago too, so so there, yes, Chicago's very much home.
1: Sandy, I was based there uh, when I was back at Fox, um, and they assigned me to cover Obama. And I lived in Chicago in the uh, Hilton Garden Inn for about three months.
2: And and that
1: was the first time I had ever experienced that lake effect snow. And I thought, how do people live here? I, I just do not get it.
9: You know what? I wish I had known that, Todd, because I was working for the Alan Keyes campaign uh, trying to get Barack Obama defeated. And so I was, you know, busy researching. I knew a lot about Barack Obama before it probably still stuff that's never come out. But, um, yeah, that's what I was doing during that time. I wish I had known you then.
1: I know it. We 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 were probably crossing paths, but I'll never forget stepping off of a sidewalk in this massive snowbank and realizing there was about six inches of ice-cold water underneath that. And I thought, i got to get <laughs> out of this town. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> sandy a big before we get to the book um we got to talk about the iowa caucus uh how do you all think right. this is how do you think this is going to play out tonight
9: well people are speculating about the weather since you're talking about that and i you know seriously when you are from a cold weather climate you don't freak out you know how to dress you're prepared so i don't really think that's going to be an, an issue at all i think i have a lot to say about nikki haley i could speak the whole show about that i I think that this whole uh, surge is artificial. I'm not saying it won't show up in the vote tonight, but it helps to increase votes for her because they keep declaring that she has momentum. But honestly, Todd, I think uh, what's happened here is, uh, you know, DeSantis lost a lot of his um, financial backers and then went to Nikki Haley. No, there's a reason for that. Nikki Haley, when she left the UN, was hired by Boeing to be on their board of directors. And ever since that time, and it may have been before, I don't know, but certainly since that time, Nikki has been really one of the big supporters of what some people call the military-industrial complex. Now, look, first, I have to say, I have nothing against Boeing or big companies. I'm proud that we have developed so much technology and built so many big planes and you know, enhanced the the airline industry but the problem is as with every entity there's always a dark side and we've gotten to the point where these big companies have been making a lot of money on foreign wars now look i'm all for war if we have to fight we fight i i'm not you know um an isolationist but i'll just be specific i think we've done we have spent enough in iraq i mean in um ukraine And I'll just say that Nikki's all over spending money in Ukraine. And I think that's because of her ties. Uh, Ron DeSantis was not. And I think there. Ron DeSantis, I'm in Florida, so he's been my governor. I've watched what he's actually done, not what he said, and he is incredible. Now, that doesn't mean I'm supporting him in the presidential campaign. I'm just trying to make a point here. Uh, So uh, people, I think – the supporters, the big money donors, withdrew their support from Ron because Ron is a hardliner. He does what he says he's going to do. He does the hard things. Uh, he's not pliable like Nikki is. Nikki is uh, a politician. I mean, ask any, well, I just know this. Very pliable. And I, I just heard this morning, I think 26% of her vote in Iowa right now is coming from uh, Biden supporters.
1: That's right. Democrats and independents. Yeah.
9: Yeah. So that's it. I I could say a lot more about it, Todd. But I I think people need to know that she is not the real deal. She's not the person that we want leading this country. I think President Trump, I like Vivek Ramaswamy. I like um, uh, Ron DeSantis. I would choose any of them over Nikki Haley. So... That's yeah,
1: my opinion. I, I I do. I share those concerns about about Nikki Haley. I'm I was surprised. You know, it was interesting. Vivek made a misstep with the uh, over the weekend, and and Trump. You know, when you hit Trump, Trump says he's going to hit <laughs> you back twice as hard, and, and he does. And I I love it because it's it's fun to watch. I mean, it's politics. It's a rough and tumble sport. Uh, but I'm I think I've got Ramaswamy as my dark horse candidate for maybe coming in second place tonight.
9: Oh, I, that would be great. I really do think so. I, well, here's the thing, that, as you just said, but I'll say it differently. This actually is kind of like being at war when you're in a campaign. So you have to target. You have to be strategic. You're looking for more voters, more points. You're looking for a win. And so you will take out targets that you might not personally normally take out, but you want to take them out because you need more points, and they have some points. And our voters in this case, and I think that's, I don't think it's really any bad blood between Vivek Ramaswamy and President Trump, but it's all part of the, if you want to say game, you can, uh, strategy, maybe that's a better word, um, for President Trump to gain more uh, votes and raise his percentages, because I don't really think he has tremendous angst. I don't think what Vivek did was so bad. (laughs) The T-shirts you're talking about, right?
1: Yeah, I look, I think they were just looking for anything to to finally, you know, go because, you know, again, the, you, there's usually something happening, you know, behind the scenes in a lot of these things, and I think that's what happened with DeSantis, and it probably wasn't DeSantis as much as it was his influencers who are, and, and a lot of those folks are just mean and just flat-out nasty folks. I mean, it's ugly out yeah. there. Yes, and I think,
9: you know, I. Look, this is speculation, but pretty much informed speculation. I think Ron was wooed by these big money types I've described, and it's broader than I described it. But they hate Trump, and they wanted him in there. And so now they've figured out, I think, that they can't manipulate him. And I think he's reached a line he will not cross. That's what I speculate. But, But Nikki Haley will. And so that's why they fled the ship. I, I, Ron is a man of integrity. I have tremendous respect for him. He would be a great president, but he might not make it this time. You know, this may not be the time for him. I just pray he survives it, this uh, race, so that he we need a leader like him,
2: who's
1: well, and,
9: honest and forthright.
1: And Sandy, he's got some things he has to work on. Um, I I harken th- it harkens back to. That uh, infamous debate between JFK and Richard Nixon. Depending on were you listening on radio, um, Nixon won. Watching on TV, um, it was JFK's. And uh, so yeah. I, I think there's. I think he's dealing with a little bit of that right now, and he's got to work on some of that personality and some of the um, the, um, the you know the politicking of it all.
9: Yeah. I, well, I think to make it even more current, an illustration. He reminds me of the way Ted Cruz came across.
2: Oh, yeah. That was a
9: marvelous candidate. He had, he was strong. He would have fought, uh but he didn't come across as likable. And in politics, as shallow as that really probably is, uh, charisma and charm, you know, are absolutely essential. And even if the sad thing is, even if people are looking at you and smiling and they have no intention of doing what they say to you, they're going to do. Um, it, so, But the charm always seems to win because people are not really plugged in. My rule of thumb will always be look at what a candidate does, their record, not what they say. Yeah. Look at what they do, not what they say. That's why Donald Trump is the favorite for so many people because what he did when he was in office was incredible in spite of the opposition. So – it's very interesting, isn't it, Todd, to watch it all play out? It
1: is. It is, Sandy. Um, and by the way, folks, Sandy Rios with us today, host of the Sandy Rios 24-7 podcast. you got to get yourself this podcast. She is also director of governmental affairs for American Family Association. And, Sandy, you have a brand-new book out, and you have just had such a – not just a remarkable career, but a career that has truly made an impact for the good in, in, the, in the country – uh, how did you become, and I love the title of the book, God's Velvet Hammer?
9: How did I get that title? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's a, it's like at most things. It's one of my strengths and one of my weaknesses, and that is that I, I speak the truth. Uh, and sometimes people don't want that, and sometimes maybe I shouldn't. I, I try to be very careful about that, but I... Uh, when I was in D.C. as president of Concerned Women for America, for sure, you know, I'd been on radio in Chicago for years. I was a drive time host, and then I uh, was in D.C. as president of Concerned Women for America, and then I went in uh, television. You know, I worked for Fox for about eight years, but before that, I was on television, all the networks, every show you can imagine. I hosted Crossfire, um, and I was a straight shooter, Todd. That's all I can say. Uh, maybe I was short of charm. I don't know, but uh I just feel very compelled. I, I confronted, I've confronted. i confronted a lot of people in my life, not because I volunteered and thought I was so wonderful, because actually I just could not withhold what I believed was true, and I felt kind of God pushing me because he's central to my life, and there were a lot of challenges he placed before me and people that I confronted. I'll give you an example. Uh, right after I got to D.C., uh, John Ashcroft, of course, was the attorney general, and conservatives worked so hard, to get him nominated. Uh, Clinton had established, you know, Gay Pride Day at the Justice Department. And we thought for sure when President George W. Bush was elected that that would be over. And when General Ashcroft, who was a strong Christian, we thought that would be over. But guess what, Todd? It wasn't. So when that came to my desk, as president at CW, I just picked up the phone and confronted him. Uh, I just I I can't. How could you do this? How could you do this? People expected you to do things differently. And this is not different. And this can't be. Well, for that year, they actually I actually talked to Larry Thompson, the deputy, to be clear, not General Ashcroft, although I did know him. I was in meetings with him. um, But I just told him he was also a Christian. I I, and I said, look, I talked to them as a Christian because they were I wouldn't do that with Carl Rove, who I talked to many times and made angry, I'm sure many times, but with uh, with Larry Thompson and General Ashcroft, I, I just said, you guys, you, I, I felt like I'm bragging, Todd, and I don't like to do that, but what came out of me in that conversation is, you guys have lost your sense of righteousness. You've been here too long. This is wrong. This is just, anyway. On and on it went, and then when the gay marriage uh, issue was. In the forefront of the country, I was really in the thick, perhaps, in uh, leading the fight to have a very strong amendment. And believe me, it was a fight. Uh, and I didn't um, – uh, there were probably – ju-
1: Let me jump in here, Sandy, because we are up against a super hard break. Can oh. you can you hold on for just a minute? Uh, because I sure. want to come back and finish this thought. Sandy Rios uh, with us, ladies and gentlemen. Brand new book coming out. God's Velvet Hammer, How an Ordinary Woman Was Called to Do Extraordinary Things. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us. We've got Sandy Rios with us, host of an incredible podcast, Sandy Rios 24-7 she is also director of governmental affairs for American Family Association and the author of a brand new book coming out in February, God's Velvet Hammer, How an Ordinary Girl Was Called to Do Extraordinary Things. You know, Sandy, you have, uh, you've been in, in places and still hold um, a great place of, of authority and respect, uh, especially in the evangelical community. And, and I'm wondering, you know, what is your message to those other young evangelicals out there, and especially young evangelical girls? Who might be looking to get involved in, in the movement? What is your message to them?
9: Uh, I would say stop trying to get involved in the movement. Just if I'm talking to Christians, I would just say follow God's leading. Just seek Him, uh, draw close to Him, get in the Word, and God will take you there. I mean, that's really my story, Todd. I, it's and it's not just for Christians. I have to say, you know, I've had a lot of adventures. You know, I was uh, I lived in Berlin, Germany during the Cold War, and used to travel through Checkpoint Charlie to get to the silent communist Eastern side. I've got lots of experiences there. I was I did the first American radio broadcast from Radio Moscow uh, when the Soviet Union was still intact. I was in uh, North Korea on nine eleven. So a lot of this book is about my adventures, and it's, certainly the theme of it is uh, I am. About, um, among and above everything else a uh, follower of Christ to have been for since I was a child. But God took me into arenas where um, that was a factor, but that's not what came out of my mouth all the time. I was uh, in the political world in D.C. and, of course, around the globe, uh, many lots of travels uh, in China and Russia and Cambodia and Vietnam mm-hmm. and Thailand and on and on I could go. I, it's really been a wild ride. I've done some really dumb things. I talk about those, too. <laughs> but I've done some fun things, and uh, cer- certainly it's true that I would say, as a Christian, God has sent me a lot of places to do my best to make a difference in this world, and that's what I've tried to do. And you have. it is a good
1: read. Well, Sandy, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> we're going to get you back. We're going to get you back closer to launch day, and we'll talk more about the book. But we appreciate you coming on the program. Thank you for the great work you've done for the country and for the kingdom. And uh, congratulations on the new book.
9: Thank you, Todd. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Sandy Rios, God's Velvet Hammer. Got to get that book. We'll be right back, America. All right, uh, welcome back. So, what's where is Alan Pillow uh, filling in for Dylan, who is leading young people at a young life uh, group? So, Alan, um, we've had we're under a snowpocalypse here, and uh, people are doing crazy things. We told you about the car. There was a truck pulling a car hood along Interstate. 1. I think it was I two forty, and somebody was literally skiing on the back of the of the truck in traffic. But now I understand that somebody saw a hearse is like an old school, like 1800s hearse being pulled by a horse. Yes, (laughs) that's how we've had to haul out the horses. It's that bad here. Unbelievable. That's what they had to do to get around the pile up at the uh, intersection because Memphians can't drive in the snow either. No, they can't. It's it's terrible. Well, the good news is carjackers don't like the cold weather. So fortunately, we've had very little crime over the past several days. It's been very nice not even gunshots very very pleasant I want to bring into the conversation our good friend our official unofficial national correspondent robin Poffman. uh robin i know you're in uh, you're in another part of the south uh but do you guys have snow where you are
10: no it's um almost 60 degrees where i am
1: okay it's robin all, i'm it's hanging up always on,
10: sunny
1: i'm by hanging way, up on always you it's
10: sunny where i am <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course it is robin so much to talk about with you I've got. To, I know you do a lot of air travel, and so I'm very anxious to get your thoughts on this. Uh, Federal Aviation Administration. That's P. Booty Judge, Uh P. Booty Judge, or Booty Juice, if you're Joe Biden, um, is now recruiting staffers who suffer from severe intellectual disabilities and psychiatric problems. So it's a part of their effort to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion. And Robin, this is not a Babylon B story. The FAA says they're they hiring people who are blind, deaf, missing body parts, or suffer from severe intellectual disabilities. They also have job openings for completely paralyzed people and uh, the midget people, the little people. So I, I don't know about you, but what better person to make sure planes don't collide over New York City than a blind, non-binary, epileptic with a speech impediment?
10: <laughs> I think the snow is getting to you. Listen to me. I it's, have no problem with the with the physical disabilities. You know, like if someone actually has a, a, a documented physical disability, that's fine. But the mental part of it is what really gets me. You have a lot of unstable people, as it is, working up there. You know, a lot of these flight attendants. Remember that guy on JetBlue who went down the chute and said, I quit? Remember oh, that's that right. remember The that flight guy? attendant. That, that,
1: yes. Yeah, I remember that guy.
10: Remember him? He was a lunatic. and And there's a lot of loons. And, you know, I saw something, and I don't know if it's true or not, but maybe you can verify it for me. Did you see what was going around on Twitter about Delta, that you have to capitalize if you're talking about black and brown people, and then if you're talking about a white person, the W has to be small and has Lowercase. That
1: is true, yes. That's an well, accurate story. Is that true? It's true.
10: Yeah. So, you know, you're hearing all these things that are just absurd, like things that just don't make any sense. And and this just kind of falls in line with that. And then you have, you know, I'm also hearing, I have to tell you this, Todd, you know how I always have the scoop from behind the scenes. I'm hearing that Boeing itself, this is an allegation that they could have hired a couple of these people that you're talking about. And maybe some of these, you know, how you have like car defects, you know, like you get a letter in the mail that your model car you know, you got to bring it in. It may not have a problem, but the brakes might be loose, or you know, there's like these recalls, right? I wouldn't it not surprise you that someone who was putting this plane together or this part on the assembly assembly line could have been a mental case. Just saying, it's possible, right? That they're not dealing with a full
1: deck of cards? No, this is – so we talked about this. Robin, as soon as I saw that story, the first thing we mentioned on the air, I wonder how many of those people were diversity hires. And and sure enough, somebody sent me a note. Um, They work at Boeing, and they told me that uh, they have seen firsthand so many of these diversity hires uh, smoking pot, doing drugs – and, and again, you would. it seems to me that you would want I, – I travel a lot, Robin. And I told Grace Baker, who books all my travel, I said, do not book me in a window seat anymore because I don't want to get sucked out of the plane. Um, so It's terrible. It, it's horrible. So you would like to think – you would like to have some assurance that when you take off in an airplane that you don't have a psychotic dwarf with no arms flying the plane and that it's going to land in one piece wherever I'm going.
10: No, I'm just one of these people that thinks that when you're the best at whatever it is that you do, you know, I I live in Atlanta, half the doctors that I go to are white, half are black, I don't really think about it, I just go to the best person in that line of work, right, you want your car fixed by the best person, it doesn't matter where they are from, you want to go to the best doctor no matter where they are from or what they look like, I mean, it's just ridiculous, Right. We used to have a great, you know, when this all started also when you'd have two teams right in a school and and one would be the winner and the other would be the loser. And then, oh, all of a sudden, everyone's getting a trophy. So the person, regardless of skin color, who's, you know, uh 300th in their class, like John McCain was right or. Joe Biden, perhaps, where was he in his class ranking? Who knows, right? These were not the smartest tools in the shed, as we say. And so it shouldn't be about anything other than who is the best at this job for this reason. You're the best policeman. You're the best football player. You're the best, you know, and the list goes on, right?
1: That's it. And that's the bottom line. And look, if if you are a, again, if you're a blind little person and you're the best air traffic controller in the in the in the tower, then more power to you. But it seems to me that eyesight would be an important thing for you to have if you're trying to make sure planes don't collide over New York City. I'm just saying.
10: Listen, I have to tell you this, okay? All of this aside, I, I thought we were gonna be talking about Iowa. I know, today, I know, I, I know. And I just I want to like cut through all the garbage in Iowa and talk about the weather and the snow and all these sidebars. I'm going to tell you what the most incredible nugget of any piece of video that I have seen out of Iowa. Are you ready? Or can I'm ready. you guess what I'm going to
1: say? Go for it.
10: D J T feeding the firefighters with yes. pizza.
1: And by the way, That's did you? Just- that that's it. That's that's the story. That's the nugget coming out of coming out of Iowa.
10: That's the Robin Poffman nugget. That's what everybody is missing today. They're talking about the weather and they're taking water and throwing it in the air and it's it's like the stupid live shots, the TV stupid live shots when they you know when it's a hundred degrees out and you you put the two eggs on the pavement and then they cook right. All this stupidity and measuring snow with rulers. I'm past all of it. The mainstream media is once again missing the nugget, which is former president Trump shows up in that kind of weather, right? In a hat, in a coat, dressed up 10 boxes of hot pizza from the best place in Des Moines and is feeding firefighters. This is what they're missing. This is what they missed in 2016, his relatability to the people and folks. He's going to win it. He's in it to win it.
1: Robin Poffman is our great national correspondent, and she is here to talk about the, the Iowa caucus. And, Robin, I, I'm with you. I was pulling a lot of that video, and it seems over the weekend, and it's I was just so impressed. First of all, there's been a lot of talk about how Trump is looking old. That's That's a narrative coming out of Team DeSantis. And when you see he walked in with, what, 10 pizzas, and he was tossing them around like they didn't weigh anything. I mean, 10 pizzas, that's a lot of weight. He just walks right on <laughs> in and starts giving pizzas to the firefighters.
10: And, and here's the other little nuance. I actually watched the video. I was like, wait for it, wait for it. Is he going to actually eat the bite? You know, he took the slice, but it was he really going to bite it? And he did and it and it's significant because he shows he's one of the people. It reminds me when he had what was it Clemson years ago and when they won the SEC championship and he fed everybody uh all the football players and the coaches and burgers and fries and all this fast food and pizza hut and burger king and he was criticized for oh don't feed the the you know the boys on the team uh you know, fast food and junk food, come on, it's one day they they won the SEC championship. He paid for the food with his own money, and this is the same thing. This is exactly, this, and all the talk about him and the age, listen, he's played golf his whole life. Obviously, he's going to have sun damage on his face, and does he look older than he did in 2015, 2016? Sure he does. But that is absolutely a DeSantis comparison, and, and it's legit, by the way. I mean, I've been talking about age on your show, you know, for, what, two years? We've been talking about the age of the two these two guys, you know, Biden and, and Trump. But his mental acuity, no, but you, you go up against Donald Trump. His mental acuity, did you see him in that Fox thing he did, the town hall? Unbelievable. Ratings, so well done. The, the, the ratings. The ratings were off the chain. His ratings were better than the night Nikki Haley and DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, did it combined. Plus, they were on another channel on CNN doing a debate, which I fell asleep to. And I I switch over to Fox, and I'm like, oh, there's the guy that I actually really want to hear from. Right? Like, don't you miss me? You know, it's like, like a relative or a dear friend that you really miss, which, by the way... I told somebody, the speaking of a dear friend I miss, which is you, Todd, I told somebody the other day about our, how sick I was in New Hampshire. Oh, I and forgot
1: about And you ran out in the that.
10: middle of the night yeah. and got me cheese and crackers at a gas station.
1: I did. I was a good friend.
10: <laughs> you were <a> great.
1: <laughs> I did expense because it, though, I was, but...
10: Yeah, I was feeling sick the other day, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, where is Todd Starns to go and get me cheese and crackers at the gas station at one o'clock in the morning?" Oh
1: my goodness! <laughs> yeah, we so so our Caleb Park, you know, our our great young journalist, got hired from us. Newsmax stole him away, and Robin, he's doing his first caucus, so he's uh, somewhere. Oh he, great! He got you know how it is. Got stuck in Minneapolis. Had to fly to Omaha and then drive in the middle of a blizzard to get where he was going. So he was calling me and said, they're making me stand outside. It's 30 below zero. And I said, welcome welcome to the exotic life of a national correspondent.
10: Yep, welcome to the party. Uh, You you and I have been down that road. Wow, I've been to floods and, you know, hurricanes. And uh, this is just the beginning, sir.
1: (laughs) Yes, it (laughs) is. Good luck. So so let's talk about outcomes here. Uh, the, The polling, the latest Des Moines Register poll that came out yesterday, has Trump, you know, in a landslide. But you know how the media is going to do this. If Trump doesn't win by 50 points, they're going to say, oh, but his you know, but his support is failing.
10: But you know what, though, Todd? They're going to get burned again, just like they did in 2016. And by the way, you talk about an unbelievable, steamy story. This, this Fannie Willis situation, oh. who allegedly, allegedly, allegedly in Georgia is with that other lawyer and all that whole sex scandal that's brewing and – all of that i mean they they are throwing darts at the board at trump and no not one dart is sticking it is unbelievable like every day i wake up and i'm like what's what revelation is going to be next
1: it's just like russia collusion they're throwing everything they're making stuff up robin and they they want you to do this whole perception is reality but the reality is the man's never done anything wrong i mean he has not been you know they have not found him guilty of any crimes
10: That, that is correct. And also people are looking around and you go to a hospital and, you know, again, nothing against someone who's sick and who needs help in a hospital, but you have cities in America where people who are illegal aliens are taking up your hospital bed who are ahead of you as an American taxpaying citizen of this country, go to an emergency room and see how long it takes you to get health, uh, you know, health care and help. And then you have Gavin Newsom uh, in California, who's giving health insurance. I don't know about you, Todd, but uh, we both work for our health insurance, right? It's not free. They're giving out freebies to everyone. That's why all these people are risking their lives paying off the cartels and coming here. This country is right in the toilet, which is exactly what Donald Trump predicted. And uh, it's going to take one guy with uh, huge testicular fortitude to straighten out this country because we are in dire straits. That is really the bottom line. And you know what, Mr. Trump, keep feeding the firefighters keep feeding our first responders take care of americans first
1: i love it all right robin great stuff we threw you a curveball you delivered and uh great great analysis (laughs) look you're spot on about that those pizzas that that visual made it that was it that was the defining moment
10: i was so excited that he actually you're gonna think i'm nuts but i know you know that i'm not I was so excited that he bit into the pizza and actually ate it with them.
1: And he didn't use a That's knife the, or fork.
10: No knife or fork. And, by the way, have me on when we head to New Hampshire so we can reminisce about our oh,
1: we've got, there. I think the statute of limitations has expired on at least one story we can tell. So, All right. Robin, good hearing from you. Take care.
10: See you tomorrow, my friend. All right. We'll get into the results
1: tomorrow. Sounds, okay. sounds great. Robin Poppin, ladies and gentlemen. One of my favorite journalists, if not my favorite journalist in America, and she is a great lady. We had way too much fun together out on the campaign trails while we worked together at Fox. By the way, uh, just getting a word in, our, our friend Caleb Park is going to be joining us. He's going to be in Council Bluffs. He's been dispatched to a DeSantis event at a bowling alley, Thunder Bowl. So we'll see if uh, well, maybe Caleb's got his bowling shoes already. Maybe he can throw a strike or something on air got to take a break 9012605926 that's 9012605926 who's the winner who is the loser tonight we're taking your calls next all right welcome back everybody good to have you with us coming up in the next hour We're going to be talking to our good buddy, Glenn Jacobs, best known as Kane from the WWE and uh, former Knox County mayor. So he's in Iowa right now, caucusing for President Trump. Also, Governor Scott Walker from Young America's Foundation. He is in um, Iowa as well. And uh, then later on, our good buddy, Jeff Stein, Liz Harrington and Caleb Park from Newsmax. Boots on the ground at a bowling alley. Uh, to give us the very latest on uh, what's happening there. By the way, go to my Twitter feed and you will see the um, the video of the the horse drawn uh, funeral coffin I that that's just weird. Where do you even find you just have that just happen to have that around? is that is that how that works? I, I just don't understand. Um So anyway, we've got that over at uh, at Where is the story? Oh, here we go. This, ladies and gentlemen, I know things may appear to be dire in this great land that we call America. But something happened last night, the Miss America pageant. And we have a brand new Miss America. She is a, she's a biological woman, which is good news. Um, She's a, she's a woman. And uh, she is the first active duty Air Force officer to be crowned Miss America. Her name is Madison Marsh. She is 23 years old, a second lieutenant in the Air Force, and uh, she's um, a graduate intern at Harvard Medical School. So good for her. so she's kind of like on her way to being top gun. And she looks a heck of a lot better than Tom Cruise does. I'll tell you that much right now. Congratulations you, Madison Marsh, new Miss America. Man, so maybe there's hope for the country after all. All right folks, hang tight. Hour 3 of the big show. Coming up next, this is The Tom Stern Show.
3: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's
2: us, that's right. This
1: American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Todd Starnes program. Happy to have you guys with us today. And by the way, welcome to all of our viewers as we simulcast this hour of the radio program on Newsmax 2. And it is caucus day here at the program, and we have some great guests coming your way. As a matter of fact, In just a little while, we're going to be talking to Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. You might remember him from the old WWE days. Kane is going to be joining us. He is boots on the ground uh, in the squared circle of what is Iowa. And uh, he is going to be caucusing for Donald Trump today. Also, Governor Scott Walker is going to drop by, president of Young America's Foundation. And we are also opening up our phone lines to you and a very simple question ladies and gentlemen winner and loser you got to let us know who do you think's going to win who do you think's going to lose tonight in the Iowa caucus now our telephone number if you would like to weigh in 901-260-5926 that's 901-260-5926 and uh, we look forward to hearing from you today another big story we are following and this is um, this is a doozy ladies and gentlemen and uh, you're going to have to be working the phone lines up on Capitol Hill because GOP leaders are working to betray the Republican voters. We understand that Senator James Langford out of Oklahoma is colluding with Democrat Chucky Schumer, and they are determined to shove through a compromise amnesty bill. That's all this is. It is a flat-out amnesty bill. Now, the information we're getting is that this legislation would provide green cards to about 50,000 illegal aliens, and it would allow every single illegal alien who comes into this country, they would be given an immediate work permit. So this, again, is what an America Last policy looks like, and this is unacceptable. Um, Our good friends over at The Spectator published a pretty critical report of this saying that the GOP is about to sell out on the border. So we've got to work the phones, we've got to tell our senators, and we have to tell our elected leaders to vote no uh, on this compromise deal. Absolutely unacceptable. Another big story we are following involves the sham trials that the Democrats are cooking up, this weaponization of the judiciary. Now, Fannie Willis, Big Fanny as we call her on this program, Big Fanny Willis, the district attorney down in Atlanta, has um, gotten herself caught up in some uh, very impolite behavior. As a matter of fact, some might uh, actually say uh, that um, she needs to be in the church house repenting. Uh, but Fanny Willis was at Big Bethel AME Church in Atlanta yesterday, and she was asked to preach. She's a preacher at a lady preacher. And she got up and testified before the congregation. Cut number one, please.
11: God, you did not tell me that people would call me the N-word more than they call me funny. You did not tell me as a woman of color, it would not matter what I did. My motive, my talent, my ability, and my character would be constantly attacked. You did not tell me that the people would think they required of me perfection and flawlessness. God, why would you send this imperfect and very flawed woman to that position? God, you did not tell me my home would be swept multiple times for bombs. Are that most days and nights? that I would spend them in isolation because that was the safest place to be. You forgot to mention, Lord, that I would have to abandon my home. You forgot to mention the loneliness of this position, and you certainly didn't tell me about this stress.
1: Well, I know God didn't tell you to go shack up with another woman's husband, ma'am. I'm fairly certain God didn't do that. But that's what she's accused of doing, of not only being a homewrecker, but Fannie Willis, Big Fannie, as we call her here on this program, Big Fannie went out there and hired her boyfriend to go after Donald Trump. And by the way, what's she doing going up to Washington, D.C., and meeting with all of these people? What's going on? Oh, by the way, there's even more. I, we got to play cut number, oh, there we go, cut number eight.
11: All the glory I receive is his grace, yeah. not a perfect me. We are at a time in history, people, hear me on this. We are at a time in history when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do it. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Stumbling all the way. So his flawed, hard-headed, and imperfect child has a message for each of you today. Please find a way to do your extraordinary, God-given assignment and make this community and the world a better place for all of his people. Yeah. See, it is never about who you
1: are. Okay, enough of you. Enough of you. Uh, look, uh, this woman, she's like got the scarlet letter on her, this uh, big fanny. If I, were th- if I were the good church-going women at Big Bethel AME Church, you know what I'd be doing? I'd be holding on to the husband a little bit tighter, because you never know when that homewrecker might be coming after you. Shame on you, ma'am. You don't need to be behind the pulpit. You need to be on the, you need to be walking the aisle and begging forgiveness from the almighty. Jesus, Lou, Unbelievable. So all that to say, it's turning out to be yet another big sham, but the scandal may not be that she was shacking up with somebody else's husband. The scandal may be that she was actually colluding with the white house and the vice president's office to go after Donald Trump. So we're going to keep a very close eye on that situation want to go to the phones real quick. Uh, let's go to Clayton in Georgia. Listening to us on WDUN wants to weigh in on the illegal situation. Clayton, what you got for us?
8: Okay, people were complaining about getting service at the emergency room, at the hospital. I found a way. Get you an olive green shirt, go online to Border Patrol stickers, print them all, tape them on each shoulder, and walk in the waiting room and sit down.
1: Oh yes, sir. So, so if you if you cosplay as an illegal alien, you could get uh, treated at the hospital.
8: No, I love this. The illegal aliens
1: will get up and and leave. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, if you disguise yourself as a border patrol, I got it. I Clayton, good. That's a good thought, sir. Gotta leave it there. Um, Let's go to Sam in North Carolina. Hi, Sam. What's on your mind?
9: Hi,
12: and thanks for taking my call. And um, I'm Trump. I love him to death. And he's going to be the winner on top. He's going to be next president. God willing, and we can wait. And I know, twenty twenty election was fraud, and they stole the election from us.
1: Well, well, Sam, and- Sam, I think we got your. I think we got your. Uh, so you're a tr- you're a Trump supporter. We got to leave it there because we're super late for break. But I appreciate you calling in. We'll be right back.
4: man who's a friend of mine he's another one i'm not going to mess around with he's uh knox county tennessee Do you know glenn jacobs Un- goes by the name goes by the name of kane kane where is kane where's look at the size of this guy man oh man that's he's all man he's all man it's good how many years have you been doing that you've been w kane one of the great characters and uh, how many? So, how tall are you? You're six, what? Six, eight, six, eight and weigh what when you wrestle? About three. Well, that's not bad. I'm not that far away. <laughs> that's not good. I'm, you just ruined my day. 300. <laughs> well, all I know is, you know, I guess there's a little acting involved, but when I see these guys, some of them like The Undertaker, right? And I see him, and he walks around a ring, lifting a 300-pound guy over his shoulders like this. It may be acting, but there aren't too many. And then he throws him into the seats. Uh, It's pretty great. And uh, he's done a fantastic job as mayor, Tennessee.
1: All right. uh, That was President Trump introducing Glenn Jacobs uh, there in Iowa, boots on the ground, caucusing for our great president. Uh, He is on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. Glenn I hope you grabbed a coat and scarf before you left Tennessee and headed up to Knoxville or heading up to Iowa
3: <laughs> hey Todd yeah a coat a scarf a stocking cap and long johns it's cold up here <laughs> well
1: if it's any consolation we've got about five inches of snow in Memphis where we originate our national broadcast so um so my condolences to you
3: Well, unfortunately, that weather's moving into Knox County as well. And uh, that's one thing I'd I'd really like to give a shout out to the road crews across the state of Tennessee, both uh, state and local. Uh, I've gotten to spend a lot of time with, obviously, our folks over in Knox County. They do do a great job. It's a thankless job, often in um, dangerous conditions. And a lot of times they're working through the night. So I just want to thank those guys and gals for everything they do.
1: No doubt about it. Of course, many folks across the southern states in our listening area are dealing with the crazy weather. Uh, Look, uh, let's talk about what's happening in Iowa, though. You are there to caucus. What's the mood, and uh, how are you guys feeling going into later tonight?
3: (laughs) Man, the mood is just energized. There's so much enthusiasm. Uh, This is the first time that Iowa is first in the country. And I think the folks up here are really proud of that. And they're going to show the rest of the country, the rest of the world, really, uh, who they want as the Republican nominee for president of the United States and uh, president of the United States. And I grew up about two hours south of here uh, near Hannibal, Missouri. So the folks up here are used to this weather. You know, you're hearing stories about, oh, the turnout might be lower because of the weather. I don't think so. There's just so much enthusiasm, uh, and people are just so energized.
1: Yeah, I, you know, we saw the numbers coming out of the Des Moines Register poll yesterday. is still looking super great for uh, President Trump. And you know how the media is if if Trump doesn't win by fifty, they'll say, "Oh, his numbers are sliding." So uh, they're not going to give him right. they're not going to give him a, a victory here. But I'm curious, you know, talking to people, what is it that that you're hearing from the folks in Iowa?
3: Well, again, it's just people are very energized. Uh, That's the word that keeps coming to mind. Uh, Yesterday at that rally, there were 1,500 people packed into a room, a standing room only. There were probably several thousand people outside in the cold who couldn't get in. Um, There were folks there from around the world, man. I I talked with uh, some people from the UK and from Australia, Nigel Farage. From um, the UK uh, was there their their, uh, their great member of parliament. Uh, so it's I mean this is this is getting the feeling it's going to be a, a really historic event. Actually,
1: I, I'm with you. I, I feel it. And and Glenn, I, you know, in in Memphis where we are based, uh, we're a majority a minority city. And I'm telling you, the number of blacks that are coming up and telling me that they're supporting Donald Trump. Now I think we're going to see historic numbers coming from demographics that normally don't uh, vote for Donald Trump, voting for Donald Trump and the Republicans just go around.
3: I absolutely agree. You know, when you look back at the Trump years, things are better for everybody. Um, And the media is not going to talk about this either, but uh, wages among minorities were high. Um, You know, they were going up. Um, Inflation, which hurts everybody, especially the poor, uh, you know, inflation was under control. Uh, issues such as the border uh, were safest border that we've had in decades. And overall, the world was a safer place. And Donald Trump didn't start any new wars. First president in my lifetime to do that. Uh, and he actually ended uh, some wars. So that's some, there's literally something for everyone. And compare that and contrast that to what we see today, which is frankly just an you know, abject disaster. Um, uh, again, I, I, I agree with you. I think that uh, Trump now has really kind of cross spectrum appeal for everybody um, because the proof's in the pudding, and what Biden has been doing, what the Democrats have been doing, it's just not working, and it's taken America to a really bad place.
1: So, Glenn, is this your first caucus? Have you have you done this before? I have not. This is my first time here.
3: It's for me. It's just a literally a once in a lifetime experience. I mean, if you're at all interested in government and politics, this is just amazing. Um, now I'm, I'm in a room here with Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Byron Daniels, uh, a number of other congresspeople, uh, folks from around the state of Iowa. And you know, just, just being a part of this is amazing.
1: Well, MTG, uh, all regulars on, on the show, so be sure to tell uh, Marjorie we we said hello. So is your job like to DDT or like, you know, body slam the opposition? How does that uh, – <laughs> I, I
3: don't want to give away well, any secrets. I actually, I actually prefer to talk about uh, my, my candidate and my selection – uh, as opposed to you know, really uh, downing downing other people, fair um, t- that's fair enough. T- there's there's a lot of good things to talk about.
1: Yeah, and and look, you know, at the end of the day, whoever the nominee is going to be, we're going to get behind that individual, but it's going to be Donald yeah, Trump, and and it deserves yeah, and, to be Donald. I Trump.
3: Yeah, I agree. And you know, and frankly, there's you know, I like some of the other people in this as well, but I
1: think right now, if Donald Trump is who we need. I I agree wholeheartedly. All right, Glenn, we're going to let you get back to it. We appreciate the great work you did over in Knox County. Uh, just folk, folks there love you, and uh, you've, got a, you've got a very long career ahead of you in, in politics. And uh, just stay warm and uh, come back without any frostbite.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Todd, and uh, everybody down back home, uh, please stay safe with this weather.
1: All right, uh, folks, Mayor Glenn Jacobs, uh, and, uh, of course, you remember him in the WWE as Kane. Uh, he is just one of many, and we're talking hundreds of people, uh, boots on the ground in Iowa that are caucusing for Donald Trump and a lot of the other candidates tonight. But uh, Glenn is is a big Trump guy. And coming up in just a moment, we're going to be talking to Scott Walker, um, who, is, who is also in Iowa uh, with Young America's Foundation. All right, real quick, let's uh, go to the phone lines. John in California watching us on Newsmax too. Hi, John, what's on your mind?
7: Oh, I want to talk about the caucus tonight. I, if I was in Iowa, I'd be caucusing for President Trump because I, don't, I, I think that Nikki Haley and all those other um, DeSantis uh, uh, w- 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 wouldn't even be able to beat old Biden. I think Trump will be able to beat, beat that because when people line up outside, uh, uh, outside for, for uh, his rally in Iowa yesterday, he lined up for old Biden. He, he couldn't get... He only 30 below
1: people. zero, John. 30 below zero. People are yeah. coming out for Donald Trump. And uh, they're giving him grief, John. And I appreciate that call. They're giving him grief because he said, look, even if you die, you it's you got to come out. It's that important. People don't... They don't appreciate the man's sense of humor. I mean, come on. I remember when, uh, remember when Sarah Huckabee Sanders, they were over there uh, in uh, North Korea... And Kim Jong Un winked at Sarah Sanders, and uh, Trump told Sarah that she may have to take one for the country. <laughs> That's funny stuff. You can't. Uh, people just don't have a sense of humor. All right, we got to take a break here. Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six is our number. That's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna lose? We're gonna be taking your calls coming up. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, and uh, great to have you with us as, as well as all of our viewers on Newsmax 2 today. I want to go back to uh, the Hawkeye State. Our good friend, he is president of Young America's Foundation. Governor Scott Walker joins us. Governor, uh, where are you in Iowa right now?
0: Well, I'm actually on the road right now, but I've been checking in. its it uh, I'm glad I'm not right in the thick of it because it, uh, it is cold, but people are coming out in full force. And as I predicted the other day, we're going to ultimately end up seeing, I think, President Trump win, a big win in the caucuses. And the real question is, who's going to be second? For months, we thought it would be Ron DeSantis, but it very well could be Nikki Haley. But in the end, I think uh, Donald Trump's the nominee.
1: Why do you think that is? What is it that's uh, what are you guys hearing? What's the scuttlebutt?
0: Well, you know, the kicker is that more than anything, and, and this is not a dig at the others. I think Ron DeSantis has done a fabulous job as the governor of Florida. I think Nikki Haley, uh, I think most of us would say, did a, a great job as the ambassador of the United Nations under President Trump. But in the end, voters, both in the primaries, but I also think in the swing states, in the general election, voters are looking for someone who does more than the talk, who can deliver. And I think a lot of candidates over the years have said many of the right things, but go to Washington and just fold. And uh, voters are tired of that. So even though Donald Trump doesn't always talk the way many of us in the Midwest do, he delivers on the promises. And I think that's why he's so far ahead, not only in, in Iowa, but I think he'll win convincingly in South Carolina, It'll be close in New Hampshire, but as you know, Todd, that's because that's a state that's pretty wide open, fairly independent. Moderates uh, can have a say in that race versus places like Iowa, South Carolina, and others where Republican and conservative voters really take the day.
1: I think one of the things that that Iowans are looking for, and we see this all the time in the southern states, when we have the candidates come down and all of a sudden they're talking with an accent and talking about how much they love grits. And, you know, there was poor Nikki Haley out there It was 30 below zero. She's in a, basically a little, a little coat, you know, hanging out outside. And, you know, that's just not authenticity. I, I think Donald Trump, wherever he goes, you know, if he's in Mobile, Alabama, he's the same Donald Trump, Trump as he is in, in Des Moines, Iowa.
0: Well, exactly right. You'll appreciate this reference concerning the uh, uh, the football games of late this weekend. But I remember years ago, as you know, I had a short-lived campaign. I I got wise. I got out before I got a nickname, as I say. But uh, when I was in New Hampshire once years ago, I remember someone said to me, uh, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, if you're going to pander, you'd say uh, Tom Brady. He's, he's the GOAT there, and he's arguably uh, – it's hard to, not to make a case. He, he may very well be the greatest of all time in the NFL. But I said, of course, Aaron Rodgers. And the guy said, you pass. And the crowd kind of was like, What? And he said, everybody comes here and panders to us. You actually told us what you thought. Now I believe everything else you said. That's the key to winning in these early states, be it the Iowa caucuses, the New Hampshire primary, other states out there. You know, a lot of people in Washington, New York grumble about how can these small states have such a disproportionate impact. But as you know, these voters take it seriously. They want the real deal. And that's why I think Donald Trump is so far ahead.
1: You know, that being said, and I've, I've got to give credit to Vivek Ramaswamy, and look, I I like the guy. I like what he says. I just want to see a track record there. I want to see longevity, and you know, I'm just not seeing that right now, but but one of the things that, that I think we can learn from him is how he handles a lot of these disruptors in the crowd. I think he's really oh, yeah. been masterful of that.
0: Well, he really is, and it's because he's on fire. I mean, I think people like the passion they they like the excitement they want to see more of that of the others certainly we've seen that for years out of Donald Trump and uh, as you said he's the real deal and and sometimes uh, the way he talks and the way he occasionally uh, tweets is a little bit different than many of us in the heartland of america would but we value people who actually deliver on their promises and I think that's not only going to uh, lead to Donald Trump being the nominee, but assuming Joe Biden is the Democrat's nominee, I think the 45th president is very much likely to be the 47th president.
1: You know, I'm, I'm looking, and by the way, folks, we've got Governor Scott Walker on the phone, a Young America's Foundation president. You know, Governor, when you look at, at what we've come out of with, um, in the, um, with the, the Ivy League schools over the past couple of weeks, the uh, diversity, equity, inclusion controversy that's raging out there, this is something that seems to be directly impacting so many of these young folks that are on our high school and university campuses. Do, do you think that there's there's a shift that maybe they've just gone too far in this DEI stuff?
0: Well, I think it's a combination. You know, the good news is we, we did a poll, for example, right before the first presidential debate in, uh, in Milwaukee back in August. And uh, unlike what you hear from many media outlets, the number one issue with college students in that poll was the economy. And we asked them about things like, do you think it's fair uh, for someone to, to be enrolled in college or even employed based upon their uh, their, their race or their ethnicity? And about two thirds of the students said no, including if you break it out by race, uh, that was true even with black and Hispanic students. So there's there 's a group of young people out there who still believe in a meritocracy out there they 're just not the ones screaming and yelling and they 're certainly not the administrators in, in most of these woke college campuses out there but it 's gone beyond just liberal bias. it is the radical radicalization of campuses it 's why yeah if you 're a student, we got your back, uh, join us at y f dot org or maybe you got a student in your life that uh, you want to get involved. There are more young people, you know it Todd, you you've been at our conferences. The number one thing we hear from students is, "Wow, I, I thought I was all alone. There's more people who think like I do." And so I I think there's a shot. I think with the economy as bad as it is, I think with the overstep in these campuses we we but we can't let down. The left is all about power. We got to counter it. Are
1: are you seeing um how how are you seeing kids in the in the election cycle? I I think across the boards it's hard to get younger voters out. But uh, what what are you hearing and, you know, what are you guys, what's the the vibe?
8: Yeah,
0: two things. Uh, You're right. Although the left, I saw it in my own state in Wisconsin Supreme Court race a year ago spring, where the the left spent about a million and a half dollars just on the University of Wisconsin campus. And in that one county, the second largest county in the state, they actually outperformed in total votes Milwaukee County, which is by far the largest. And of that, 82% went for the liberal candidates. So when they're focused, they can certainly do some damage. But I think in a big November presidential election cycle, you're going to see massive numbers of people coming out and uh, overall, uh, and you're still going to see a, a larger than we've seen years past number of younger voters. But I don't think you're going to see them at the level we saw in the 2020 election, because I think, again, the economy frustrated with, they, they think uh, Joe Biden's missing in action, and they're just disappointed with him. And so even if they, even if we haven't completely converted them to vote for the Republican nominee or the conservative candidate in the race, uh, the bottom line is a vote that doesn't go for Joe Biden in the general election, particularly in a state like Wisconsin or four or five others, that's effectively a winning vote. Because Wisconsin yeah. in the last two cycles been less than twenty five thousand votes. A few thousand students, and young people, not voting could be the difference.
1: There you go. Every single vote matters. Every single score matters, as the Dallas Cowboys learned last night. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Governor. It's...
0: Yes, indeed. I, I hope that uh, I'd like to think that the uh, outcome come November will be Joe Biden will be more in the camp of the Cowboys. But well, <laughs> we think it's probably going to be more like the close games we saw in the following game between the the Lions and the Rams, and that's why we we can't let up.
1: There you go. All right, Governor, always good hearing from you. You too, Todd. Have a good one. Keep fighting for freedom. Absolutely. Governor Scott Walker, everybody, president of Young America's Foundation, going to be out there speaking at the Reagan Ranch Center uh, to high school uh, conservatives. That's going to be a lot of fun coming up. And, of course, uh, we're gearing up for the big book tour, the national book tour. Going to be a lot of fun, and I'm telling you, I was Uh, Grace Baker has been working around the clock, and uh, she is putting together a terrific tour. And I think by the time it's all said and done, we're going to be in North Carolina and Georgia so much, I could register to vote in either one of those states. So, all right, we've got to take a break. When we come back, going right to your calls, again, our number, 901 260 5926. That's 901 260 5926. If you're watching us on Newsmax 2, the number is on the screen. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns radio program. As promised, let's go right to the phones. We'll start in Utah. Valerie is watching us on Newsmax 2. Hi, Valerie. What's on your mind today?
10: Well, first I want to say that you're wonderful for conversing with your listeners, and then I want to bring up Nikki Haley's campaign, and I can understand why this isn't broadcast more, uh, the list of donors from the uh, wealthy donors from the deep state, and people need to ask themselves why, including George Soros. And then I wanted to mention Fanny. I don't think Fanny's going to get in a whole lot of trouble since the city that she's in is uh, deep-blue Democrat, and so are the judges and the courts and the House of Reps and the Senate. So they take care of their own, and that's what I wanted to say.
1: Valerie, I, I think you're right about that. Um, they do take care of their own. I, I know that Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, uh, Trump, they, they're not the best of friends, actually. Um, Brian Kemp hates Donald Trump but I, I think that Brian Kemp has the opportunity to do the right thing here, and uh, let's see. We, we might be surprised. Valerie, thank you for calling in. Uh, let's go to Oakland, Iowa, and Sarah is watching us today on Newsmax 2. All right, Sarah, what's going on? Are, are you getting out to caucus tonight?
12: Oh, I would love to get out to caucus. That's why I'm calling your show. I wanted to bring to the attention of our residents here in Iowa, um, also all of our candidates. Um, so in in my county here, uh, we've been snowed in six-foot drifts in our rural county roads since Wednesday. Um, I've called our county um, plow department, and I've called our sheriff. Um, it's not just that we're snowed in, but I'm also a nurse, <laughs> and I need to be able to get to my patients. Um, but more than that, I'm off today and I would love to get out to caucus. The problem is, is no one's come to clear our roads. Um, also with that said, the biggest part about Iowa in these, these counties, like Powsheet County, where I live, we're a rural community. We're not big cities. Um, so we really rely heavily on, um, our counties to come out and clear our roads, um, when I called my sheriff's department today, the response I got was to shelter in place.
1: And and so, Sarah, Sarah, what county? What county are you in? Because I want to pass this information along uh, to to our friends at Newsmax, and uh, they've got people there. Maybe we can look into that.
12: Yeah. So um, we're off out of Sheet County right now. Um, I need my like my caucus area is approximately mm, two and a half miles from my home. But with our negative temperatures you're not able to to get out now I live my county road that I live on the portion that would need plowed just to be able to get to highway six um, is approximately a quarter of a mile oh wow
1: um, that's that's a yeah. lot that's a lot to plow there Sarah let me we're gonna we're gonna check into this for you uh, I am curious though in your rural community, uh, we're hearing that Donald Trump is is expected to do very well in the rural areas of Iowa. Is, is that the case where, where you guys live?
12: Yes, absolutely. And I have a feeling that that's a lot of the reason why our roads aren't being cleared. Um, that's just my feeling. I don't know about others. But, um, you know, I, I remember in, um, you know, 2016 and 2020, I voted for, for Trump in in both of those um Elections and and you know I intend to get out and I intend to vote for for Trump again um, for caucus. It's just a shame that our taxpayers are paying taxes. They're desperate to get out. They have a job to do today. We need to lead the country um, to maintain our freedom. And you know my personal opinion um, is just I feel like Trump has a track record to prove that he. Um, he's not scared to take on, um, who he needs to, to keep our freedoms. And, um, you know, he, like he said, he's our retribution and I want to be his tribute tonight by voting for him.
1: Well, Sarah very well said, and uh, I'll promise you this. We're going to look into this. We're going to pass this information along to our, our news partners over at Newsmax and we'll find out, you know, if there's anything that can be done, but we appreciate you calling in and thank you for watching Newsmax too. All right, uh, let's go to Seattle. Dave is on the line. Hi, Dave. What's on your mind today? Hello, Dave. All right, we don't have Dave, so let's go to uh, Pete in Las Vegas. Hi, Pete. What's going on? What you got? Hi, Todd. How you doing? I'm doing great.
6: I, I, I I received my sample ballot, and Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis... And Ramaswamy are not on it, and I'm being told it's because the Republican Party chose to caucus.
1: Wait, what? Okay. So, so you've got a sample. Where'd you get the sample ballot from? Where's, who, In the mail. Who, who sent it to you?
6: Um, The election department.
1: Okay. And you're telling me that Trump's name is not on that?
6: No. John Anthony Castro is the number one on the Republican side.
1: For president there of the United no States. There
6: is no Trump on there.
1: Okay. Pete, here's what I want you to do. Uh, we're going to put Pete back on hold, and I want to get Pete. I want you to send us, uh, send us an email, and uh, send us a screenshot of that. And we're going to take a look at it, and we'll get to the we'll get to the bottom of it. So hang tight, and we'll um, we'll get back to you on that. Wow, <laughs> wow, um, yeah, there are shenanigans, and sometimes there are just accidents. What are you going to do? So we're going to look into it, and uh, we'll let you know um, how things play out there. So, folks, look, uh, here's the deal. Tonight on Newsmax, uh, folks, we're going to be wall-to-wall with our coverage. It all starts at 6 o'clock Eastern uh, tonight right here on Newsmax 2. Ed Hendry, uh, Bianca De La Garza, and John Bachman. And, of course, uh, my national Newsmax show uh, kicks off in, well, about five or six minutes here. So we have got a great lineup for you. We are going to be checking in with our, Na- our Newsmax correspondent, Caleb Park, who is already boots on the ground. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to head over to our website, toddstarns.com. We have all sorts of great content for you there. And one of the things, and this is a personal favor, I need you to to get out there and pre-order a copy of my new book. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be saved? Now, the book comes out in March, and as I mentioned, we're going to be doing a national book tour, but we need your help to pre-order books we need a large number of books pre-ordered because that will help the sales once we hit the bookstores on March 19th. So you say, okay, well, how, how do I pre-order the book? Go to wherever you buy your books. We're recommending Amazon, but Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, you have a local favorite Christian bookstore. Uh, you can go and order a copy of Twilight's Last Gleaming. And then if you don't mind, folks, be sure to tell somebody about it and encourage them to get a copy of the book. Uh, This is going to be a fun read. You're going to have a lot of laughs. But we also provide a lot of inspiration and encouragement as we work together to save this country. I mean, that's what it's really all about. All right, it is great to be back. And again, thank you to Jeff Stein from KXEL, great radio station. And Jeff filled in, as I was on, as one caller said, my bed of affliction, so... Uh, but it was a lot it was a really nice bed of affliction because I had a my pillow. All right, folks, uh, we've gotta scoot out. That is the end of the radio program. TV kicks off in just under two minutes now. You folks get out there and you be good America and happy caucus day.